Hello and welcome to a special episode of Episode Party. Uh, We're going to try and do a more regular special episode where it's uh, just me and uh, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hello. Um, And we're going to try and do a little episode every now and then where we kind of theme it. We talk about our favourite podcasts within a particular theme or genre. So we're starting off with a with a weird one for me, but perhaps not so much for Jack, which is which is comedy podcasts, and hopefully. Between the four recommendations we've got to each, uh, we've kind of run the full gamut of what a comedy podcast could be, I think. Why is this a weird one for you, Fred? Because I don't really listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. I don't. I certainly don't listen to a lot of comedy podcasts that involve comedians who aren't doing comedy. Um, I don't know why, I just don't, but there seems to be a lot of comedians who aren't doing who are doing podcasts that aren't comedy podcasts, if that makes sense. There are a lot of comedians that do chat shows, aren't they? Yes. Um, and I, I guess I'd, I'd listen to the occasional comedy podcast and actually... But I, I don't I don't think I listen to the same number of kind of comedy or comedy-based podcasts or c- podcasts with comedians that you do. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's been something that we've lamented previously on the show at least i know i have is comedy podcasts i think are a difficult thing Mm. i mean i i laugh a lot socially but i think when i go in with the expectation of laughing it's a different game and uh i don't actually my sense of humor is quite precise and i think as well as you i've struggled to find stuff that really hits the spot i mean we've covered a few of them in the past so like adam buxton yeah i still really like i don't want to go over old ground with this so adam buxton big fan of his podcast and increasingly a big fan of him generally mark Marin, i guess as well as another one you were alluding to by saying comedians what do chat shows yes not really a comedy podcast per se but a podcast that is funny by virtue of the fact it's presented by a comedian but yeah i think this is a good one and i think we're going to enjoy doing these specials because i think there's things like comedy where sometimes it's just really difficult to find one that just hits the spot for you so hopefully over the course of four we'll find something that you know some listener one yeah one podcast that each listener can come away with and be like okay that's mildly funny at the very least yeah i think so i think i think i think we've we've kind of covered a lot of ground here so um yeah go on jack start us off let's try and uh, cover this ground Let's go. So, kicking off, it's the Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, uh, known by his fans as Relaliste Per. And it's an interview podcast presented by comedian Richard Herring, um, who's probably most famous for his work with Stuart Lee in the comedy duo Lee and Herring. Mm-hmm. I think it was before our time, Fred's. And also writing a sitcom, uh, Time Gentleman Please, amongst other things as well. And basically he interviews comedians in front of a live audience uh, at London's Leicester Square Theatre. And what I like a lot about Richard Herring is that he's crude and silly and a bit juvenile. And so you don't Mm. come away with a biographical understanding of his guests by any means, but you come away 
with a really fun conversation and the sound of two people he mainly interviews comedians i can't remember if i said that already but so you end up with comedians basically just testing their uh reflexes on each other their joke reflexes uh and it's really good fun i mean i actually went to go see one of these podcasts uh recently live uh and the guest was kathy burke for the first half and then a guy called adam k for the second and the Mm. energy was just wicked it was so much fun it felt like a stand-up show richard is really shambolic in the way that he just potters around the stage and mumbles to himself and he has just the most incessant verbal diarrhea which makes anyone a terrible uh interview host but has become a real staple for him and so the episode that i put forward for you to listen to freds was one with joe thomas who uh-huh. people may know was simon from the inbetweeners what was that <laughs> sound <laughs> no that was that was an aha uh-huh. oh wow. right i thought you were like oh gosh i've listened to a different one no no um, you're all good that's good so the what i like about this episode is that joe sounds like that he's being dragged along for the ride a bit uh richard throws all kinds of ridiculous questions at him i can't remember where joe's from but he richard basically asks him and quizzes him on loads of like local knowledge of his local town like chelmsford where are the tallest, that's, that's where he's it, from yeah. chelmsford where are the tallest what are the tallest buildings in chelmsford and yeah. give me two facts about chelmsford prison and so he just basically spends an hour throwing these things at joe they get into a bit of joe's background joe i think is just a generally a funny guy as well and their conversation about and uh, what they were like in the early days of doing the in-betweeners i thought was really funny um but yeah it's just a really good fun conversation and uh, final thing i mentioned is what i really like is that he starts each interview as he's bringing them onto the stage um he'll say you may know them from and then gives the most like the worst footnote that they have in their entire <laughs> career like them being an extra in a really shit advert back like in the 90s or something but it actually it's a funny joke but also it works out being a really good conversation starter and they get stuck straight in and he doesn't have to offer up like a really awkward first question to get the thing rolling so yeah i like it but what do you think freds yeah i i actually really enjoyed this i think i listened to this over um I don't know. Th- in, in, I listened to it in about four parts, I think, which tells you about like the amount of like consecutive minutes I have to listen to a podcast. <laughs> not not many, very yeah. many at all. Yeah, so I had to split it up into about four parts, um, and that was totally fine to do, which which is good. But it was it was I really really enjoyed it. I really liked the kind of uh, the honesty of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, like you say, he, Richard Herring can be quite juvenile. He kind of throws the, these kind of wacky questions, but there are some like really like honest moments where um, Joe Thomas is talking about getting shit pay and stuff like that for like rubbish jobs and you know working on a radio station where the you know it went bust and all the rest of it. Like, you know, I, I, I like I like that comedians especially are very good at being honest about how unglamorous their job can be. Yes, um, I, I really really enjoyed that as a as a kind of as a kind of thing that they they got to and i think that kind of gave it some kind of grounding amongst all the kind of wackiness and the kind of like you know name the tallest building in chelmsford um (laughs) i I did really like that bit i really really loved the bit at the end where he's obviously doing his plug richard herring's obviously doing his plug for the emergency questions book 
and he starts reeling off a list of questions from the emergency questions book um particularly the kind of moment where he asked joe thomas what is mansplaining and joe thomas kind of paused because <laughs> he realized <laughs> what he was about to do um, i really i liked that as a, as a thing and then he you know after a lengthy pause then did like explain what mansplaining was um <laughs> but i did really enjoy that and i i liked that kind of um kind of setup that had this kind of you know there was some kind of honesty and some kind of reality sandwiched between a lot of weirdness um yeah i thought that was a nice part of that and I, yeah i thought it was a genuinely like interesting conversation i i you know I, I did like the way that richard herring clearly has respect for his guests but doesn't show it for the means of comedy like what i mean by that is like you know he's okay having a bit of a dig at them and and taking the piss out of them but you can tell that he still respects them it's not it's not that he's trying to get one up on them it's just about humor and uh that kind of uh it's not even self-deprecating humor is it it's just take the piss out of someone that that humor is still funny and I, i like that i enjoyed that a lot yeah yeah um i thought that was i thought that was really cool yeah, it's. I think that's a comedian's way of showing someone respect, isn't it, really? Is to yeah. really lay into them and give them an opportunity to have some fun with having some insults thrown in their direction. But you raised a really good point, actually, which is that it does get quite honest and quite serious at some points. I mean, the one I saw with Adam Kay. Mm. Adam Kay used to be a junior doctor and then went on to be a comedic writer. He actually did that song. You know, Did you hear that version in, like, it was in the mid noughties the London, like uh, the jams going underground. Yes, but yeah, about yeah, the London, yeah, yeah. He yeah, did yeah. that, but he also he's written a book about his experiences as a junior doctor. Some of which are hilarious and gruesome as hell. Yeah, but obviously there's a lot of grimness about being a junior doctor that relates very much to funding to being understaffed to having a job where you're basically have people's mortality in your hands and you're confronted with some really dark stuff and richard lets the podcast breathe at this point there is you know a kind of stop button on him when the moment calls for it but you know he's right back into action as well when the moment calls for it. So yeah, it's I think it's a really nicely pitched podcast, and I would rec- I would recommend as well if if anyone just has an interest in stand up comedy, like go back through the archives. There's 166 episodes as we're talking right now. There'll be more by the time this goes out. But there's like you know Eddie Izzard, Shappy Corsandi, Adam Buxton, you know Bob Mortimer, just anyone and everyone's been on there. So yeah, check it out. Anything more you wanted to add there, Fred? No, I, I think I think it's I think we've well covered that one. It was um, yeah, it took me by surprise because I think at the beginning I just thought I don't know if I'm going to get into it, and I, as as I went through, I got into it more and more, and I kind of got to the end of it and was like, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I did really enjoy it. Yes. I kind of I guess I guess from my like my my only thing I wished was different was that it didn't sound like it was recorded at a live venue, which is exactly what it was. <laughs> like you know, I can't I can't get away with that, and I. I Actually, I think it wouldn't work as well recorded in a studio. I just, my little monkey brain disappears off into the audience every now and then because I can hear like something rustling. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I get, I get real distracted, but I, I, I think like, you know, uh, it couldn't work any other way. And I, I think maybe I'm just jealous I haven't been to a live show yet, Jack. <laughs> well, it did make me want to go see the live show, I think. You're right. It, 
does bring a bit of chaos to the edges. Yeah. But that was what made me think, like, I need to be in amongst that audience. I think that's yeah. where the action really is, you know. And I also so, think uh, it, like, you know, stays true to comedy, doesn't it? In the, the sense that, you know, comedy, you know, in its purest form is stand-up, I think. Yeah. And, you know, this is the closest thing to stand-up you'll, you'll get in podcast form, apart from just a recording of some stand-up which arguably or arguably not isn't 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 a podcast you know what i mean like you know depending on how you look at it it's a bootleg you know it's and i think you know that yeah there's there's something really kind of true to form about that which is which is cool i think if you take this format out and put it in a in a studio i don't think i don't think the conversation would be the same because there there is an element of comedians reacting to the audience as much totally. as they're reacting to each other, so yeah, I, I do find it. I do find it really interesting. I think the other thing is, um, and maybe this is what keeps it kind of grounded, is that I think when you've got comedians and they start getting a bit wacky and a bit off the wall and a bit left field, without an audience there to remind them that they are actually have got people listening, I think it only goes more left field. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, but also as well, Richard Herring is very much founded upon the fact that he's embarrassing himself in front of people. And so I think he needs that audience almost to goad him to greater states of just saying stupid shit. And I think just the... It sounds like a cliche, but the electricity in the room, which I think it just... You get a glint of it on the recording. Yeah. But being there, you really feel it, I think is just so essential to this podcast as well. Yeah, I think so. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad you've introduced me to it. So, uh, yeah, nice, nice. Thanks very much. Hey, no worries. Freddie, your first recommendation, please. What is it? Oh, cool. Um, so uh, this is a podcast that I, um, I... This is the podcast that if people haven't listened to podcasts before, I recommend to them. And I feel like it's a nice, ease-your-way-in kind of podcast. Um, and, it's, and it's My Dad Wrote a Porno, which uh, is hosted by Jamie Morton, James Cooper, and Alice Levine. Um, and you might be forgiven for not knowing who James or Jamie are, but Alice Levine is is a Radio 1 DJ. So she's got a kind of recognisable voice, even if you don't necessarily know her name which is which is cool and then um james and and jamie are both are both tv producers um so already there's some kind of broadcasting pedigree behind the show um Mm. but what i like about it is that it kind of like i couldn't think of a worse uh thing for me to personally have to do on a podcast which is the podcast (laughs) basically (laughs) runs around the idea of jamie at reading a chapter each episode of these erotic novels written by his dad which just sounds absolutely mortifying on every level um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it also sounds like it could be really not funny but somehow manages to be very very funny i mean i guess that depends on your kind of sense of humor but i know that when i first started listening to this podcast i was driving quite a lot a lot more than I, I do now and I remember listening to it quite a lot on long drives and just being like crying crying with laughter <laughs> while I was driving because there are like some really really funny moments and it can be a little bit childish because effectively you're just laughing at sex but it's it goes a bit deeper than that like I think there is definitely more to it than that it's Jamie's dad's interpretation of sex and it's his interpretation yeah. of what an erotic novel should be it's his uh 
writing style or lack thereof um and it and it is about like the way that the three of them interact with each other and question you know passages of the book as they're read out and i think you know the, the episode i chose i think it just made sense to start from the very beginning um and kind of from the genesis because there is actually i think they're on book three right now and there i think there are at least four books so far i mean Jesus Christ. I, I, I know. And I, I admittedly have only ever got through the first season and listened to some of the specials that were spawned from that first season. Um, so I've not even got on to book two or book three yet, mainly because my kind of podcasting world opened up a lot after that first season. But hopefully, Jack, you can see why I tend to recommend it to people who haven't ever listened to a podcast before, because I think it's kind of like a nice way in. Yeah. And in fact, it's the podcast that I... People will say, oh, if you say, oh, do you listen to podcasts? They may say, no, but I listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno. There's someone at my work at at the moment who says they're listening to My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah. And I think what's really fascinating is that... And you did it just there, and I do it as well, is everyone when they talk about listening to this podcast says where they are when they're listening to it and for you it was because you you know you're crying while you're driving which doesn't happen every day a lot of the time it's when people are out in public listening to it on headphones and it feels so horrible (laughs) to be doing it it feels like you shouldn't be doing it it feels wrong i mean I I listen to it at the gym and when you're on an exercise bike and then you're hearing about someone's you know clumsily described erotic experience while you're pedaling away <laughs> you know surrounded by other people who have no idea and you just the thing you worry about is the headphone jack I oh know my phone falling out my pocket the headphone jack coming out and the podcast just playing freely and saying some kind of like you know something about the cervix or something and someone's like what is that right. so yeah I listened all the way through the first season and in fact it's invalidated one of my questions to you, the fact that you've only listened to the specials as well beyond the first season mm. and not any of the other books because I didn't want to listen any more after the first book because there's a naivety within this first season where the book is this newfangled thing. They're working their way through it. They have really no idea prior to this how Rocky Flintstone, as, you know, that's his erotic author pseudonym how he's going to be as a writer and they're stumbling across these gems for the first time and i think the excitement uh, is so palpable when they're talking about it and i think as you say it's not just laughing about sex i mean there is an element of like i mean it's funny that i mentioned joe thomas uh, from the inbetweeners in the other recommendation there's an inbetweeners kind of vibe to this where there's a, a nostalgic laugh that's running through this as well where it's stuff that maybe you might have laughed at in secondary school right, at the age of 15 16 like funny jokes about penises but actually there's another layer there because it's the perspective of a 60 year old guy and who really should have a better grasp of what goes where on the human body (laughs) and you know what anatomy looks like and how it behaves and so there's just some ludicrous moments of wordplay in this and adjective choice which i think as someone i don't know what you thought freds but you're a copywriter i'm a writer as well Uh, they were just delightful to to you know to be witness to as well someone's adjective choice which makes absolutely no sense or even just even it doesn't have to be sexual but 
just doubling up on descriptions for no reason at all. So there were aspects like that which I find really enjoyable yeah, about it. Yeah. So tell me about the specials, Freds, because I was surprised to see some of the guests that have cropped up on this podcast, and I haven't yet listened to any, but are any of them worth going into? I mean, straight out of the bat, we discussed this before, Jack. That straight out of the bat, the first special was with Elijah Wood, which is yeah. quite a quite a, <laughs> quite a, quite a guest bag, uh, uh, you know, you know, straight away. And I think I think that kind of like serves one to kind of lend the whole podcast some kind of credibility, but also. Uh, proves the point of how far this has kind of gone in terms of popularity there's some really interesting one michael sheen's been on it daisy ridley like you know oh my god big big names um uh, one that really stood out which i really enjoyed is with joe lycett um the comedian who 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 was really good on it i really really enjoyed just the way he spoke about everything because it kind of plays into the kind of not it's not i don't think his humor is it's, it's certainly not focused around erotic literature written by dads. That's quite niche. But it just his, <laughs> he, he, his kind of style of comedy and his kind of shtick kind of played off the whole kind of story and arc of my dad wrote a porno very well, which I which I really enjoyed. But I know what you mean about that kind of naivety, and I I, I wonder, having not listened to the the second season yet, and I I will do because I I really want to find this out now is whether. It gets to a point where it becomes too knowing. And, you know, yes. I, um, they, they talk a lot about how, you know, Rocky is well aware of the podcast and actually really likes the idea of the podcast. Yeah. Um, but at what point does he start writing for the podcast? You know? He can't, and, he can't not, can he? That's the thing. There's yeah, no I way. mean, I, I'd like to think he couldn't because that, that <laughs> would kind of match up with his abilities. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't know how, yeah, like you say, how could you not be influenced by it? But yeah, I just I just think as far as like podcasts go and perhaps even to an extent comedy podcasts, it's just kind of like a nice ease in. It's certainly not like, you know, friendly for every audience. And it's funny you talk about being at the gym worrying about the kind of headphone jack being pulled out and the whole gym hearing it. I remember I was driving from the Midlands down to the South Coast and uh, I got kind of rerouted off my normal route and had to go through like the middle of Winchester. And it was like literally 3 p.m. and I was driving outside schools and I had my windows <laughs> down because it was hot. <laughs> And then I like suddenly realised what I was listening to, and I was like, "No, I need to stop this and like come back to this later because this is not the kind of thing you should be playing out loud on a over your car stereo with your windows down outside of school. Like it's just not, it's just not right." Um, and I think I, I think I was fine. I think I didn't, you know, damage any kids. Um, but <laughs> it's going to be used against me one day. Um, but um, God, it's good to get it on record. Eh? <laughs> Oh gosh, but uh, yeah, I, I I think it was fine, and I think yeah, uh, it was just that moment of realization where you're like, how has this become so normal for me to listen to out loud? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, but it is very funny, and yeah, I'm I'm super intrigued to see how uh, it's kind of continued success uh, plays out, and whether they'll just get to a point where they go, actually, you know what, three books in, four books in, whatever it is. I'm just going to stop now. I think we'll just yes. we'll just leave it there. Like you know, not to say that you know it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be bad to keep going, but I think it's like you you'll know this, Jack, because we're we're both big fans. But you know, the decision to leave the office at two seasons and two Christmas specials was a great one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the so, decision to try and extend the franchise was a terrible one. Yeah. 
And I was going to bring up Ricky Gervais, actually, because what this reminds me of is Rocky Flintstone is effectively Carl Pilkington. Right. He just delivers these beautiful gems with absolutely no awareness until he has an awareness. And suddenly there's a contrivance there that wasn't there before. And the Ricky Gervais podcast went way too far to the point where Ricky had to effectively bully Carl into submission in order to get what he wanted or get the comedic result and Mm. that's that wouldn't happen here i don't know how that would take place but basically i can see a point where as you say he's aware of the podcast existing and he's aware maybe of what is funny and what's going to make them laugh and at that point i feel like it's going to become a bit more stiff and uninteresting because there is like a discomfort there there's something clammy and horrible about it it's his dad for christ's sake and as soon as everyone's quite cushy and cozy and it's suddenly a comedy sketch it's like Meh, who cares <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah yeah um yeah. but yeah i i think you know as a as a starting point for people it's a good one jack tell me about your next recommendation yeah, this is an interesting one, actually. So this is Important If True, which is a weekly comedy podcast uh, on the Idle Thumbs podcast network. Describes as uh, It describes itself as three friends try and figure everything out, which is nice and vague. And basically, they talk about things like technology, thought puzzles, artificial intelligence... And what they seem to do, this is a trope that I've picked up in listening to this podcast, is just drag everything out to the point of absurdity, to the point where <laughs> logic starts to eat itself, or things get very dystopian and dark, and right. kind of black mirror. And so, for example, like when chatbots talk to each other, what happens there? You know, yeah. just when, basically, yeah, when the snake starts to eat its own tail. And it's three guys who I think... Just as it is with my dad wrote a porno. Three guys who are evidently good friends and that friendship extends way back beyond the podcast itself and you can feel that. Um, Just chatting, really. And just taking a lot of the time questions from their audience and, you know, letters from their audience, taking that as a starting point and then just talking it through and improvising until they reach some kind of ridiculous conclusion. What I really enjoy is that there's a lot of dead air on this podcast and a lot of times where the engine seems to stall. There's moments for about 20 seconds where they're just going, hmm, yeah, hmm, until some energy gets back in the room. But I think what they kind of know is that, A, there's something quite funny and uncomfortable about that, but also the moments of real stupidity and ridiculousness arise when there's nothing else left to say, and that's when they get the ball rolling again. Um, It's one of those podcasts which I think, because it is by three friends, and they've now been going for, like, I don't know, 50, 60 episodes, they have their own dialect when it comes to humour, and it's something that maybe you have to tune into over time, and it's something that kind of irritates me i find a lot of people quite irritating that's what i'm learning um throughout episode party but (laughs) i i'm into it you know i enjoy listening to their podcasts and in fact over the past few weeks it's really clicked for me um 
so the episode that I put forward was one called Wax House Baby. And as a little teaser, I'll kind of vaguely explain what that is. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) So it's about a guy who wrote a Wikipedia um, plot description for the film House of Wax with Paris Hilton, because apparently the description he found on the Wikipedia was inadequate. So he wrote this whole entire plot synopsis um, in order to bring it up to scratch. And then almost to give himself a little reward, he wrote at the top of the page, uh, House of Wax, alternative title, wax house baby and he did this little reference at the bottom where you know it references this article where this was a an alleged working title of the film whilst they're working on it and then got scrapped or whatever but suddenly it started to snowball and people started to refer to that wikipedia article and that reference to the point where actually some podcasts started talking about you know the fact that it was wax house baby at some point so it all got a bit out of control so that's the kind of thing that they end up talking about where things snowball to the point where they just get ridiculous and often it's technology aided there's a darkness in there it's like black mirror's light aside really it's like you know if you tickled black mirror a bit this kind of thing would come out but what what did you reckon freddie what do you make of this podcast so i mean we we we've 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 talked about this in advance of uh of recording and i think yeah. i kind of summed up my kind of uh i guess what sums up for me is this this feels like your dubai friday that's what yeah. it feels like. It feels like the kind of podcast where, like you say, they they have this kind of this dialect and this kind of way of way of talking and this way of doing things that uh, has evolved over you know a long period of time. And unless you're kind of really familiar with that, um, at times it can be really hard to kind of get your way into uh without giving it kind of the the patience of kind of like six or seven episodes to really get your head around it um Mm -hmm. and i I didn't for for, for many reasons (laughs) but i think you know maybe maybe if i had listened to six or seven episodes i might start to kind of get my head around it and really understand it in a lot more on on a on a more a less superficial level i guess is a good way of putting it but on a superficial level it was it was funny i mean yeah they like you say that they they take things to the point of absurdity and uh, as uh, the further it gets away from the kind of original thing the the uh, weirdly the the more i kind of switch off like i find it hard to kind of when kind of people are kind of like comedically hypothesizing like sometimes i just kind of go okay cool you carry on thinking that way <laughs> i'll be here and i'll just i'll just <laughs> concentrate on something else briefly um <laughs> but i did find it really funny but uh, weirdly what i found most funny were were the kind of the people who wrote in and particularly this wax house baby story yes. and i i really loved the way that was pronounced throughout it's like wax house baby i really really <laughs> yeah, enjoyed that sleazy, i thought that yeah. was really funny but i love the idea that someone did this and the the, the level of detail they went to to like t- <laughs> to, to make the lie real and and the, the life of its own that it took on and and that is really funny i do get that but I, I i i kind of like lost my kind of trail i lost my like kind of train of thought with this this one quite a lot i was kind of you know into it into it into it and then uh five ten minutes have passed and i'd be like oh, oh shit i'm still listening to this hang on right back into it again and and i get i guess i guess it is that it is that thing that like once you get used to the kind of rhythm and flow of a of a podcast it's a lot easier to kind of concentrate 
fully or at least have your mind fill in the gaps where you haven't been concentrating fully but if you if this is your first listen to a podcast and you your you know your concentration wanders off elsewhere it's hard for your mind to fill in the gaps and i think that's probably what happened for me it's because i'm trying to think back to it now and there are like blanks in my memory of listening to it where i know that i kind of my mind wondered yeah. and i don't think that makes the podcast forgettable i just think it it's one of those podcasts like you know like do by friday to an extent that rewards repeat listenership um, yeah a hundred percent yeah but it's yeah. cool and you know i think if i honestly had the time to go back and listen from earlier on and work through you know six to ten episodes or whatever to really get my head around it i'm sure i could enjoy it um but it it it, i guess it's one of those things that it's you know it's competing as a demand on your time isn't it and uh it's tough that's 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 the toughest part is where where do you where do you divide your time and i think if you're that kind of podcast that requires you to have a kind of backstory understanding then you're always going to be slight on the back foot in that sense so well with us anyway i mean there are you know days where i long for the time where i'd kind of be refreshing my feed anxiously and be like oh goody a new episode of this mm. and i think i do need to address that maybe a bit in that by the time i tuned back into this there'd been 40 episodes in the interim and i just was <laughs> like holy moly <laughs> And luckily I was able to tune back in. There are in-jokes in this, but luckily they kind of um, arise and fizzle out within the space of like three episodes. So you don't tune in and, you know, find yourself going, what the hell is going on here? Well, you do, but um, for different reasons. What I do find interesting is the fact that one of the members of them recently moved to Canada. So this used to be a podcast that was filmed in one room with three microphones and them all sharing a space. Yeah. And now there's a remote element to it which seems to have caused a couple of problems they had an episode that they couldn't air the other day because the audio quality was so terrible they had some technical issues on um nick's side right uh, the guy went to canada and then there was another episode where his it was just coming through like his laptop mic for the first half and they didn't realize so you've got these two uh, very professionally produced voices and then this guy coming through in a slightly garbled skype call um on the other side so it, it's uh, but otherwise the flow hasn't been ruined like they've kept it going and uh, actually the episode that i recommended to you was one where actually nick was operating remotely so it's still it's still going. I mean, I'm really into it now. I'm into the flow, so I'm going to stick with it. But Freddie, I completely empathise with it, and I think for the same empathise with your opinion. Sorry, and I think the reasons that I couldn't get into Dubai Friday, I think, are very much applicable to you and important if true, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And uh, yeah, it's just nice. I like you know, like you. I mean, to borrow your phrase that you told me with Dubai Friday, I love that you love it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's so diplomatic. <laughs> well, you know, uh, your your words, your words, but that's uh, true. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, we got one more recommendation, and it is yours. Tell us about it, Freds. Okay, so this one is is still a relatively new podcast on me, and as soon as I heard the synopsis, I I, I just. It had to had to it had to work it into an episode party as soon as possible. Um, the podcast <laughs> is called Dexter Guff is smarter than you and you can be too, um, which in itself tells you that a it's a po- uh, a comedy podcast 
uh, and and B that it probably doesn't take itself particularly seriously. Um, <laughs> and I guess that's half true. But basically, I feel like this is kind of like the kind of like it's just got to the point where there are certain genres and and podcast personalities that have become so easy to parody that someone has actually gone and parodied them now. Um, and that's what Dexter Guff is smarter than you and you can be too is all about. So Dexter Guff is a fictional character created by a team of people, comedy writers. And um, he's kind of one of these kind of thought leader type people who started a podcast. And I guess what I like about it, one is that, the the guy who plays Dexter Guff has, has absolutely nailed the delivery. Like I just don't <laughs> yeah. like it's so true to life of all of those kind of characters in the podcasting world in in this like kind of podcasting industry. That it is literally all of those people rolled into one, and so his 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 kind of like intonation and his like pace of speech, um, his like mic technique and everything is just so close to real life that it's yeah. like it, it, you know you could be forgiven for thinking that this was a genuine podcast about serious stuff um except that it's not and 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 it's like one of those beautiful kind of comedy things where you know it straddles the line so well between something that could be taken seriously and then stuff happens or stuff said that you're like okay this isn't serious <laughs> and i really really liked that about it um and the episode that i recommended uh is one called why meditation makes you weak um which is just kind of <laughs> hilarious um for so many reasons but the the, the idea is that dexter Goff talks at the beginning about how he was at a yoga at a yoga class and how uh rather than clear his mind he ended up getting everyone in the room talking about their problems and he was trying to solve their problems um and, <laughs> and then he gets this uh uh what they call a former meditation guru turned busy brain evangelist this uh, uh fictional character called nancy newman on the show for her to talk about how she had this epiphany she used to you know do do meditation classes and all the rest of it and you know quite early on admits that she used to start the meditation classes and wait until everyone had closed their eyes and was sitting in silence and then she'd leave the room and <laughs> yeah. uh, and then go to like the cinema or whatever and um and she talks about how she had this moment at the cinema and um, I don't want to give it all away because then it takes all the fun out of it. But she had a moment in the cinema where she realized that, that actually uh, meditation silly because why would you want to clean, like clear your brain of everything when you could think about everything? And it and it's just like so stupidly subversive that it becomes quite funny. And one of the things I really, really love about it is how that it's not just like a podcast with nothing around it like um like whatever happened to pizza at mcdonald's which is just put out there with no kind of context or explanation really i think there's a twitter <laughs> account but like dexter guff has the website which is dexterguffband.com which is the official website for the podcast but it is also a joke as part of the show that he talks about how that's the domain name he's got from yeah. an old project he did and it's like annoying that he's still got that <laughs> 
<laughs> and and like you know and and then you like read the bio and it's like you know he's talking about you know in 2014 thought leader dexter guff to the internet by spawn with his with his ted style talk called how to steal someone else's passion um you know and all this kind of stuff and it, and it goes on and on and on and uh you know he's the first he's the only person to meet fast companies 30 under 30 list at the age of 42 and like you know <laughs> it's a good uh, and, and he's now bringing his thought entrepreneurship into this podcasting space which like ironically you know is a made-up term for the purposes of comedy but really sums up like a lot of these kind of characters who operate in real life where they seem to be making a living of selling their ideas which yeah. is either genius or scandalous depending on which way you sit or somewhere in between but i just find it really really funny and um i haven't listened to it all even though there's not that many episodes and i still want to listen to the rest of them but jack what what did you make of it yeah so obviously this rang true for me as well in so many ways and I was just amazed at how many direct shots he seems to take at podcasts in this self-improvement domain. Uh, I made a a list of podcasts that I could hear likenesses to. I mean, Tim Ferriss, obviously, like the dance music with like a montage of quotes over the beginning. And even one where he talks about people talking about their favourite failures. Like that's a real Tim Ferriss thing. Right. Um, he does long dramatic pauses like Jocko Willink does. Right. He um, gets really hyped about being in the presence of his interviewees and is starting to do a conversation with them, um, a la Rich Roll. And he um, <laughs> is, you know, plugs supplementation like Ben Greenfield and Joe Rogan. And there's obviously like a little stab at TED Talks as well in there. Like, just so many shots but it just makes you realize that this topic was ripe for taking the mick out of and parodying um what i really like is i listened to uh, an interview with what's his name it's peter oldring the guy who does dexter guff and he mentioned the fact that most of the show is pretty much improvised like they just go in there they've got some key points to hit but otherwise they just roll with it and i think a lot of the best moments that come out of this are moments that feel incredibly him channeling dexter guff and just coming up with what dexter would say i mean there's a moment where that nancy newman lady says that she went to go visit this old cinema that was kind of dilapidated mm. and he kind of goes oh cool like that and that like <laughs> roll me up because I was like, and then there's a point where she's like oh i start to do these meditation retreats and I only had seven people that come to my first one and he like laughs at her in a really condescending way yeah. which just it absolutely it cracked me up i mean as well there's the fact that this joke could get old fast and he pretty much encapsulates the character i think so potently and so directly that it's like where can he go from here so what i understand in reading about this podcast is that actually it's like a serialized podcast Mm. and there is a character development in there yeah um and so there are certain elements of dexter's character which fall away uh, others come to the fore and maybe dexter isn't the guy that you thought he was and from what i've heard i've heard snippets of other episodes there are just a couple of nuggets of information that are dropped in this one quite cleverly which soon snowball into bigger and more pressing things in dexter's life right um, including like a thought leader 
Oh, I think, think I can't even say th- what is it? Thinktrepreneur. Th- Thoughtrepreneur. Thank you. <laughs> it's making it harder than it was. Um, you know, one that he becomes obsessed with. So yeah, I thought it was <laughs> it was very close to home because, and it also made me realise that I need to stop listening to those actual self improvement podcasts so seriously and with such a stern face. Like they are ridiculous, and there is so much absurdity to them. Um, and so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you put it in my direction, Fred. It was probably important that I heard it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because y- y- you're right in saying that they they can be those kind of self improvement podcasts can be ridiculous, but I, at the same time, they 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 clearly have some value because they're they're one very very popular most for the most part. You know, they are we're talking really popular podcasts and. Two, you know, you and I have both listened to and recommended both on this show and privately those podcasts and, you know, have both found value in them to some extent. Yeah, totally. I guess. And it, and it is funny because, yeah, they, they're right for parody because they they unwittingly follow a very similar similar formula, um, you know, that you kind of amazingly well researched at the beginning there and listed <laughs> off but they do they, they all they all kind of like really they do follow that similar formula and i think that's what makes them right for parody i think you know i think i wouldn't put it past most if not all of those people that start those podcasts to start them with genuine intention to 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 do something good and it, it just happens to be that i think where a lot of them listen to each other's shows they suddenly become very similar and i don't think that's the only space in which that kind of convergence of um theme or kind of convergence of production exists it happens in tech podcasts are very very like that and and to an extent comedians interviewing other people podcasts are also very like that i mean that's a really niche genre but how many comedians interview other people and they they all follow a really similar format and um yeah i just think it it, it is funny because yeah there's a lot to like about those podcasts but um they're clearly they're clearly ripe to be parodied and i think this does a really good job of it and it's cool that like you say it runs a little bit deeper than just taking the piss because there is actually a, a story going along there yeah, I I like that a lot. I mean, it, the fact that it's with Panoply, I had a feeling that it was going to be something that was more substantive than just being this joke that's regurgitated over and over again. So I'm yeah. really keen, actually, to listen through and see what happens. I mean, the impression I get at this early stage is that um, I've been re-watching a lot of Alan Partridge, and the fact that you get this persona that has a lot of outward bravado a bit of uh, machismo as well. I've got a feeling that that's going to start to fracture a little bit uh, in the same way that, you know, you have Partridge's Partridge's vulnerabilities coming through. I I feel like Mm. that this is going to be a similar kind of vibe. I mean, obviously, it's such a comic trope where you have this person who's so outwardly confident and then that stuff, you know, the mask starts to slip a bit. But yeah, I'm really keen to to keep on with this one and to see where it's headed. So... uh, yeah, nice one, Freds. Really enjoy it. Awesome. Um, I feel like we've kind of hopefully succeeded. I mean, I know I'm kind of awarding ourselves our own gold stars here, Jack, but I feel like we've <laughs> we've maybe we've maybe we've maybe covered off the four corners of comedy podcast, perhaps. You know, the one that's masquerades as something more serious, the one that is comedians interviewing other people. 
the one that is a show that is just funny because of the subject matter and i think yeah what else is there oh and the, and the kind of panel show the comedy panel show um, yeah i think yeah. i think we've i think we've covered off i think that's the four corners of comedy podcasting perhaps. totally I, th- I think as well it's a demonstration of the fact that it is really versatile and there's so much we could have talked about uh we haven't discussed beef and dairy network which actually one of our listeners andy McAfee got in touch to say beef and dairy network is excellent which is a really good shout and that's an excellent podcast as well and another which maybe falls into that category of masking itself as something quite serious but yeah i think what maybe what i hope we've done freds is just demonstrate that there's um comedy sliced in every way out there to dive in (laughs) indeed and i i I think I could be tempting fate by doing this, but on as as it's as it's the comedy special, we should say that we've got um an episode coming out very soon by the time you're listening to this uh with with Stuart Goldsmith yeah absolutely so, super excited for that one um and we will be discussing some more comedy with him actually which should be which would be really cool yeah, it's like a little extension of this discussion in fact, because I think we've all put forward comedic podcasts you know in light of the fact that he's a comedian who thought we'd uh, appeal to his sensibilities there so um an actual yeah, professional funny expert as opposed to us two that's <laughs> two buffoons <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be good so um i think i think i think that just about wraps us jack um if you've got a recommendation for us comedy or otherwise uh you can get in touch with us we are at episode underscore party on twitter uh you can email us at hello at episode dot party and you can find all of the other episodes we've ever ever done uh on www episode.party I've been Freddie Harrison I've been Jack Tudor and uh, we'll be back soon, goodbye Hi, it's Jack again thank you so much for listening to Episode Party if you've been enjoying the show please give us a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. It would mean a lot. Thank you so much. Goodbye.